What's good, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Headspace Podcast. It's the show where we break down brand new hip-hop projects track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every single song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and joining me today is, is a pretty special guest in light of the album we are, are talking about. So we are we are going to be going over a cool man, Logan's brand new project, Music to My Ears, a gourmet buffet, and we'll be doing this with the wait, featured guest, What's your name, sir? Your name, you, you. I'm talking to you on the Zoom. Cool man, Logan. He's he's cool man, Logan over there. He just froze up on me. That's totally fair. Is this a show? It's all right. I'm I'm, I'm just doing my intro because it's it's what it is. It's all right, cool man, Logan. Just bear with me. We're running through. So that's cool man, Logan with me. It's going to be there. We're keeping it. Um, And yeah, that's what it is. So basically... Um, I'm doing my regular album review uh, format and show where I do my intro and joining me is Cool Man Logan who wants to interject as we get into the song part of it. So usually what I like to do at the start of these reviews is contextualize my familiarity with the artist because I think it's fair coming into it that everybody knows my biases and my prejudices and whatnot and my knowledges and ignorances. As Cool Man Logan's on the stream with me, you can tell I know the guy. So there's definite bias and preferences in his favor. Um, <coughs> cool Man Logan is a guy I encountered on the end of the week Zoom one time at a freestyle thing. I don't know if I knew him before that, to be honest. Um, maybe I'd seen him on Facebook. I know I listened to his album, uh, his mixtape, the second mixtape. And I thought that the intro on that second mixtape is the best intro to any mixtape I've ever heard in my entire life because it's like ad-libs for like 90 seconds and it's amazing to me. And it's just like, it almost feels like this degree of, of lampooning shit while being absolutely sincere at the same time. And I knew in that moment that Cool Man Logan's style is right up my alley. And I listened to his stuff and he's got this grimy LP-esque Jux records each feel to him and I like that a lot. I can't help it. I'm really into that shit. Grime, whatever. It's just it's just my preferences. So anyway, over time I got to know Cool Man Logan, and then he dropped a particular track on this album that I called Song of 2020, which I stand by. So we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, it's Justice Four, in case you were wondering. That song's brilliant if you don't know it. And um, basically, why why it just came on. I ended up talking to him. I don't know. At some point, we became friends. And then he he got me to agree to do this months ago. And then he he said, you agreed to do it. And now we're here. I'm excited to do it. Don't get me wrong. I am very excited. But the time management side of me was like, oh boy, an extra thing to do. But then I got to the album. I went to, to, I got a little private access party that we did on the Zoom. I listened to it and I'm like, yo, this shit's real good. Real, real good. Spoilers, real good. So it's like a pleasure to do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'm a guy. It's a show. It's a character. It's not. It's not the other stuff I do. You know. Anyway, so with that, um, I'm real excited to get into it. Um, I don't know. We don't have the lyrics in front of me, so I'm gonna do my best to remember shit. So don't even expect me to be quoting all kinds of bars and giving you crazy breakdowns. I'm just give you a couple of impressions as I go through it. Whatever pops into my head for each particular track. There are definitely things in every song that I notice that I'm like, Shh, cool man, Logan's great. So like the stuff to talk about the whole way through. Don't don't worry about that. Uh, and we start with, in all cases, just because of copyright reasons and whatnot, the album and the cover, the title and the cover. It's called Music to My Ears. 
a gourmet buffet. I know why Cool Man Logan called it it, and I just interpreted the same thing as his reason, so I felt like it was cool to hear that. But it's music to my ears. Instantly, you get the sense that Cool Man Logan don't give two shits what you think. He's making this album so that his palette of joy in his brain is, like, satisfied, which I find mad dope because something I heard recently that really resonated with me is artists are often just people with superior taste and often lack the means to uh, realize their vision. And I feel like Kuhlman Logan trusts his taste to the point where it's like music to his ears. And thus, it's a fucking blessed thing. He's going to give you what he considers to be the premiest shit, and it's a gourmet buffet. And as I've come to see, he really fucking likes rapping about food. So I, I feel like there's a doubleness to that. He likes rapping about food, but it's also when you think about a buffet, it's a versatile selection. You pick and choose what you want. You can go through this, cherry pick your favorite tunes, etc., etc. But you can also enjoy the whole buffet. And that's that's a great like sense to it all. The cover is, it's colorful. Night palette's nice. I'm really not a cover guy. I even told him this when he hit me up to ask about the cover. I'm like, it's interesting. It feels like it's nice. It's got the whole like visual angle of man's eating and the ear with the mouth. I get it. It's an abstract art painting. It is clearly identifiable. It looks like it's good for merch. But that's how I analyze shit. Is it good? Is it sellable? Is it marketable? I don't see the art side of visualness the way other people do. So I really like the cover. It's nice. That's the best I can give you on a cover. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. That's good enough, man. That's good. As, you know, it's a good it is a good cover. Do. Don't get me wrong. It's Thanks. a good cover. Um, so that's the part where I'm like, it's weird because I'm going to see all this shit. And Cool Man Logan's right there. Nah, but for real, I'm real excited to get into it. Um, that's about as far as I do with the intro part. Now what we're going to do is I'm going to play the tracks. And we're going to cut this out into YouTube videos. So if you're watching this in the future, you should have been on the Twitch. Uh, let's start with actually what really is an exciting thing a little a little bonus song that came out before the album called go get my album on the ninth by cool man logan yeah uh, that, that was fun um so yeah Thank you. Oh, whoops. all right so i i love this right off the jump i mean i'm a sucker for the style so the subjective art style you've chosen to create is just something I'm, i happen to be particularly into as a person i love the grammy beats whoever robert maves and irv Gotti, etc webs like irv Gotti. anyway that's like you no know everybody is yeah i took a second to click yeah. and then i read the name and i'm like fair i do know who that is but it's more like yo it's just got this grimy old school feel like you're, you're kind of just laying it down this is what i'm into with this track and it gives you a really a really good sense of what you're gonna get stylistically on the album Right. And it, it tells people a little bit ahead of time, which I think is an interesting move just inherently because it's not included on the album. In fact, it's really yeah. just an ad for the album with a few extra bars. It's an album, yeah. And an old Ja But like, but it's just the way you did this is so clever. Like a lot of people do a lot of marketing things. So first off, Cool Man Logan is dropping this weekly hate business, which is a very smart move. Um, it's really like Griselda's dropping like a hundred projects this year. I mean, everybody's dropping a hundred projects. So clearly the move is not hoard your shit and, and put out a single every day. I'm uh, sorry, every month or two here and there. Nah, it's, it's do a bunch of weekly heats. And then you know what? You need a weekly heat entry. Fuck it. I got an album coming. Let's let's yeah. advertise the album. And I'm like, that's the smartest shit I never thought of. That's one of those times when right. I said, I'm not very smart and Cool Man Logan is clearly more cool man and I'm clearly regular man. I get it now. No, nah, but it's, it's I'm, I'm kids sometimes. 
But nah, it's brilliant. I love the fucking move. But then on top of that, it's not corny. It's just like a really big explanation. It's almost like this is the press kit for reviewers and shit. You're getting 10 tracks. It's 34 minutes. A little bit mm -hmm. of everything. Sorry. You get some shit like I ain't been back in a while. Like Dave Dukovny, X-Files or whatever. X-Files, Dave Dukovny. I mixed that up. That, is, that ad lib. The way Cool Man Logan does ad libs with that Dave Dukovny shit. Bro, that cracks me up. I don't know. It's like I get the cultural references you choose to employ very often. So you had the line right. You had the line right. Uh, Dave Duchovny, X Files. Yeah. Yo, it's so good, man. It's like Order. either way. It, it's such. It was enjoyable. But then it's just there's that. What I like about your bars in particular is that you're not trying to be like extra with the fucking ad libs and sorry, not the ad the puns and the layered extra shit. You're just like sometimes I feel mad, so I write mad songs. I'm like, mm, that's yeah, true. And he can, you can deliver it with this fucking confidence and, and whatever. And it's always, a, there's such a simplicity to the way that you compose bars where it almost makes me feel like you understand brevity and are thus a superior writer than a lot of people that try to use complexity where it really impresses me because mm -hmm. you say a lot with that shit. And that, that was a brevity great example of that to me. So brevity is big. I can't tell you all the punchlines that are in there, but it's a good mix of my album is this, and it's got 14 produ six producers and this many things, and it's like a nice flex. And then the other half is like, these are actual punchlines so that you're getting a sense that I'm not just giving you an advertisement and listen to my ad more. And then, buy yeah. my album, buy my album, buy my album April 9th. I'm like, this yeah, man's is using like fucking master marketing techniques so that in the back it's what jake paul did listen you're just doing what jake paul did to make money and i respect it in a good way because your music is a lot better I than his even, music like, I would, well thank god <laughs> well I mean, the marketing tactic of using music to sell <laughs> products no but I, I i don't follow him enough to know that he did that but fair enough i guess he wrote a whole song fair. where it's like buy that merch buy that Merch, dropped it right around Christmas time and put it out to the kids. Yeah, but that's like having an ad for like clothes. No, that's normal. No, but it's like having an ad for other music. That's music is is. That's why it's, it's why you took what he did. It, that's, it was said it was like what he did. But I know, better. I know, but I didn't take it. But I hear you. I, I hear you. But better. That means it was better. So it's like, yo, it is though. Sure, 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 sure. But I think it's such a fucking cool concept because it's like really related to it. You know, it would be like dropping a shirt to promote a clothing line. I guess it's cool. I haven't seen a lot of people yeah, do that true, together. Exactly. Um, as far as the yeah. grade goes, I'd throw yeah, four yeah. and a half on five on that shit. It's really enjoyable, but like I and I can listen to it as a song because it cracks me yeah. up. But it's it's got like a comedy song feel to it to me a little bit more, and I have to be in a mood for a song like that. So it can't go like the full perfect score. No, it's gonna be I'm very yeah, dark. Four point five is pretty pretty dang good. I'm pretty liberal with my four to four point five. But yeah. four but it's it's a good one, man. All right. So now I think we can move on into the album proper. You know what? We'll watch sure. the music video for this one. Because it has a music video and it was made by the homeboy Let Me Know. He's not really the homeboy. I've talked to him like eight times. I can't pretend like I'm friends with him. That's okay, man. My hip hop rules are like you guys are technically family. You say oh, fans, bro. That's family. So we're gonna. Oh, that's the trailer. It's not the full music video. I clicked the wrong button, everyone. So let's move on to. I think you should leave.
many great bars on this track like it's like the more you listen to it um the more you catch shit because um i don't know that by heart or nothing but like it's like here's an example of like the ad libs like your fans list is like your girlfriend and your moms and that's and like that's it and then that's everybody and that is the way cool man logan inspired me on ad libs i was like yo I can just be my own hype man on my own song. Like, fuck anybody else. I just answer myself. I'm like, that's what Cool Man Logan is doing here. He's like, I want to make sure you fully get it. So I'm going to respond to myself as though I'm my own guy. And I'm just telling, like, it's like you laugh at your own jokes and you sincerely do so. And I love that about you. It is an amazing <laughs> fucking feel to me, right? But there's so many good bars in here. Um, I can't fucking remember any of some shit. There was one like right before that that was fucking blessed too that I hadn't caught before. And it's like just the general attitude on this track is this like general sense of the personality. Like I'm here and I'm really fucking good and I don't really like you. I think you think you're good, but I don't think you're very good. So you should leave now. Mm. Sort of, yeah. That's what I felt listening to this song. Um one part about the music video that I was just thinking about now, it's um, it looks like the one take when you're sitting down in the chair, like let me know is making you laugh or something the whole time, and you just have this this smile on your face that is not present in any of the other takes, and I really like that one take you were like. There's, there's some smiling in that video. I think no, I no, but that one smiles. take, it's like you have like this moment where it looks like you're just laughing. You're fucking. You're trying not to laugh in that take, whereas in every yeah. other, and I really enjoyed that. Like just the different energies that you brought through on the video by the notch it's like the many sides of cool man logan that uh, you get but um yeah. Yeah. i gotta say one thing about the song i feel like it's a disclaimer like it's like a first song it's like super hype super kind of like uh, abrasive and it's i think you should leave you know what i mean like if this is not your thing like but then mm-hmm. then again it's it's also like misleading but anyway we'll see you see what i mean I mean, I think it, it's got like a, a general because I feel like there's a layer to it, right? Like, I think you should leave this shit if you're not cut out for this shit. This is what this shit is. Mm, it's cut through. Enough, yeah. It's ruthless. Like, yo, I'm this guy. But on top of that, I can just do a bunch of food bars like ravioli and cannoli. And they will tell yeah. a fucking story. And you say it so hard that like you're like nah you can say your hard shit and it sounds soft to me so i think you should leave i could rap about fucking food and it sounds grimier than whatever you can produce like there's just that element to it yeah, and that the beat particle sense to it yeah the fucking farcical. beat uh, i don't remember who made this one but it, who made the beat dreyard from belarus mm, this guy's beat is brilliant yeah. with the way the guitars lay in that dun, dun, it's dun, very dun, dope dun, yeah he did the cuts too he did the cuts too the cuts and the scratches eh? Yo, it's nice, man. Everything just kind of fits in. It brings you back to, like, what? I want to say something like fucking Army of the Pharaohs, Escara, fucking Underground. It just makes me feel like that shit. Like, that fucking slash. Like, slashes you a little bit. Makes you ready to mosh pit. Gives you a sense. But also throws in, like, yo, I'm alternative. Don't even put me in your fucking box. If you can't handle this, then you get to, like, after unpackaging all of that emotional That's state. the thing. Like, my, my shit is more, you know, humorous than them. Like, I don't think that they would make it all about a show like that. But, like, I see what you mean. Maybe the beat, though. No, Maybe I'm saying just from the but from the way the beat and the voice mesh, yeah, but then yeah. you get to the lyrics and it's like you know what the thing is, you never know if you're taking yourself seriously or not. You leave it in a very ambiguous place where the whole world can't tell if you actually like yourself or you dislike yourself or it's this constant state of flux. Well, I'm just a human being, you know, both like everybody else. But it's brilliant the way that your art puts it out. Like, I'm the fucking best, etc., etc., but fuck you if you don't like me. And it's like but that's so human. That's what I really enjoy about it. I feel uh, like you tap into some base shit that's really natural and you really, really have to believe it though. You have to believe it. 
and you have to back it. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I believe you. Don't get me wrong. I think you're an extremely talented. No, this I is... mean the person has to believe in themselves. Is what I mean. I don't yeah. think you have to believe me. I, mean, I have to believe me, and then, and then other people believe you. But I, I, I just enjoy this a lot. I think it slams. I think it, it hits it improper. It's got this crazy energy, but also the hook has a bop to it. Like, I think that you should leave now. Yeah, but I don't know who Tim Robinson is. So every time I heard that, I'm like, who the fuck you is You should watch the show, actually. I find, I find you might, might like some of it. I don't know. What show it's is definitely, it? definitely, like, it's interesting. I think it's called I Think You Should Leave. Oh, Okay, yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm like, all right. So I'm gonna look into the show, but I just was like, I don't know who it is, but I feel like Cool Man Logan knows that bar is dope, and I don't need to fully understand that bar because Cool Man. Uh, Logan... I know that I understand that feeling. You know, when you think about it, a lot of like the biggest hip hop heads in the world are like people that don't speak English. You know, Japanese people and just like listening to rap all the time, and like they can appreciate like the spice in someone's voice, you know, or the feeling and. Mm. the thing you know like like we were talking about dmx before he has so much feeling he had so much feeling with stuff he would say like that's uh, that's what people like in rap it's not always like you know like you said you don't always have to get the reference to get the reference or it, to enjoy the line but a part you of mean, it you might, is your delivery allowed for that whereas sometimes people just rely on you knowing what the fuck they're saying and i'm like nah cool man logan has a lot of expressiveness to his delivery where it creates a theatrical uh thing in my opinion anyway i love this song a lot i'm gonna put it in that 4.75 range i don't think i've listened to it enough or like yet but it could become a five it could like it really like the more i sit on it it's one of those ones that like i've now okay. heard it over time and it gets better like it ages like wine and shit i think that's a big part of the cool man logan brand is the more that you listen to it the more that you get to the part where it's fucking just like appreciation comes like you're not gonna catch like you're gonna catch all the bars but you're probably gonna not catch the ad libs or you're not gonna catch that little nuance there and i feel like there is these extra layers where a lot of people might put a lot of effort into the bars and completely drop the ad libs or a lot of people put a lot of effort into the ad libs and put no anyway. So I like the fact that you go that same way. thing goes for like choruses and beat selection and every every element of making rap music basically. Like, mm. Yeah. Fair enough. I appreciate it a lot. I hope y'all are enjoying this experience so far. And uh next up on this project is I think we can call it a fun song. All right. Fun song is a fun song, and I think my favorite part about fun song is when you go like out of that. Now I just want to say caravan, and then you just like pivot and keep going, and there is no like logic to that. But then again, it's a fun song, so it's like it doesn't need to have the logic in which you're like, fuck that. This is a fun song. I don't care if you like it. I'm having fun, and you're like, I guess that's a really good enough reason. You've explained it adequately, Cool Man Logan, in the title of your song. And I'm like, that's really great. And then what I also love is a game. Like, it's called Fun Song. And I do believe this is a very fun song. But part of what makes it such a fun song is it sounds like you want to knock a motherfucker out and rage in a mosh pit kind of fun. And I really do think that's a fun song. So it really gives taps into some energies that I love, man. You're just like, fun song! And I'm like, yo, he's screaming at the mic, man. He's like yelling. Like, you can just picture the fucking, like, pit that's forming around the energy of this 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 track. And I really appreciate the beat selection on this. Super fun song to perform. 
um i like no the fast-paced upbeat flow which is different because usually you go a little slower a little more calm so this one gives you a versatility so you have that almost standard cool man logan song on track one with that more expected situation and then immediately a juxtaposition track to throw you off and let you know that you don't know what the fuck is coming next on this project mm. Like you're explaining it better than I could. That is kind of what it is. I mean, that's like, how I don't want people to be too comfortable. I want them to enjoy it, but without being comfortable. That that's it. But then at the bar level, it's like just this barrage of ideas and and things like more food bars get brought up, which made me realize now for the rest of the project, I should be listening for food bars because I think you know what's funny is on the rollout to this album, I look at it like Cool Man Logan kept talking about rapping about food, and I didn't understand why. Now I do, because it's part of his album. He's got food bars going on here. So it's like a, a little marketing thing he was doing ahead of time that unfortunately I didn't catch on until after the fact. But those are some of the best ones, because you see how people are committed to this shit. And in hindsight, they were putting clues in your face. So it's like, if you know, you know type shit. I didn't know. But now I do. Um, I can't even have a food acapella. <laughs> You're hilarious. I don't know what to do with it yet. Yo, just put it on the deluxe. You drop it. Just put it on fucking Spotify. As an acapella. I think I might just turn that into like an actual chanson. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I'd still bump it as an aka. Uh, I don't remember any of the bars in this I'll song, send you honestly. the aka verse first. Yeah, that's no problem. Because like there was a lot in my memory and album review mode gets really panicked when it comes to bar quoting. But like, I know that I enjoyed it. I know that I just felt the energy on it. It was really tight to listen to. So if you into Thank that hard hitting, and I mean that, like it's a hard hitting, like you're basically clearly have a punk rock influence in the way this track came to life. And it's clear in the vocal delivery sure. and all of that. So if you're into that, like punk meets rap, underground hip hop type vibes, this is the jam for you in this moment. This is one of my favorites. It's a five on five. This shit's a smash. Um, I really like, I love it. I, I would I would want to be at the show that this song is performed at. I would want to perform at that show because I think it would have punk bands and shit at it. Like, I'm just picturing the vibe and it looks really fun in my head. Like, you know, maybe Bonnie doesn't want to go to that. I can understand. But it's totally my cup of tea. Fun songs, bless. Definitely one of my favorites on this project. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. So let's move on to the next one then. We good. Yes, Biggest fan of long beat outros for the world. Sometimes I can do it. Sometimes I'm like, nah, I'm not sitting for eight more seconds of this beat. That's one of those <laughs> moments here. But I, I, I think the beat selection is is a, is a really huge part of this project. So in my opinion, when you come to this like songwriting thing, I find there's like two main ways people go about it. There's obviously more than two, but like for where I'm going with this, there's the artists that like to mold themselves to the sound of the beat and really like blend into it i try to be like that i try to adapt to whatever the fuck the beat is and like chameleon up a bit because it's interesting to me i feel like cool man logan is the other kind cool man logan does what cool man logan does no matter what the beat is but makes it work and that is a very interesting way to be and not a lot of people can really rock their own style so consistently across so many kinds of beats which i think is impressive as fuck to be honest with you because you it it, it isn't like, I think it's almost, like, easier to just be able to, like, if you can have, like, 17 voices to use. But now nah, you're just Cool Man Logan doing Cool Man Logan's thing on every single fucking song on this project. There's a bit of versatility with the vocal delivery. The Don't thing is, I do, I do, I, I appreciate all that, but I do actually switch the voice. But, I mean, I agree with you that I, that I do find ways to not need to. 
No, well, I guess I, that's why. I, I and you do it much. later on on this very album, just to prove yeah. that you can. So I'm not saying that you don't. But having heard you rap a lot, a lot of times now at this point, both in freestyles and it's like incredible yeah, yeah. your ability to rely on the cool man Loganness of your voice. So yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. great. And then this track, so like we go from the part where the girlfriend doesn't want to come to the punk show unless she does, but whatever. The the person doesn't want to go to the punk show, and now you're in the smooth ass <laughs> cigar lounge where it's like a higher class vibe, and Cool Man Logan's there busting his thing. But what I love about this one. Is whereas the other ones I feel like were more choppier and a little more intensities and a lot's going on. Cool man Logan sitting here going, I haven't really flexed how good I can rhyme yet. And what I mean by rhyme, I mean like the way he softened the M in the word charm to make it fit absolutely perfect in the sonic level of adapting your syllables and morphing words to actually Ooh. rhyme so that the vocal delivery follows almost a melodic pattern of sounds it might uh, it is melody any good rhymer is using melodic patterns to make all of the sounds of the words even if it's like a one two notes literally there's still a pattern that gets followed and you see it all over this track and you can't see it so vividly who's good or bad until they rap slow fast rappers hide whether they're good or bad at actually rhyming through fast crazy techniques because everyone's going so fast you can't see if they can go like and hold a note and rhyme four syllables and make words that don't actually sound right sound right you know like morph it all and i think this track really illustrates that skill set but it also continues on the theme i completely missed if there were food bars on this so i don't know if that happened uh but like i feel like what we can tell is that cool man logan knows that cool man logan's music talent and skill set is undeniably incredible um and if you're not necessarily into it it doesn't really matter he knows it he wants a quality threshold that exists and i feel like it's almost in the same vein as i think you should leave only we good you know it's like it just flipped it a bit but i love the double hook so or however pre-chorus chorus or whatever the structures are nobody uses the same language you have that fun hook where you kind of take your main verse flow and you cut it in half and slow it down a bit and then you have the we good we good i'm gonna throw an ad lib we good we good another fucking ad lib and I lo it's one of those fun cool man logan albums where it feels like i can do this too but look how goofy you all actually sound when you do your ad libs and I feel like it's amazing the way you can both make the ad libs sound perfect for the song and be excellently delivered, but also make everybody who does ad libs to that level of enthusiasm and passion sound a little corny to do it. But you're not corny because it's got the self awareness to it. But they don't have a self awareness to it, so they're it's a little jokey because I ad lib. It's jokey because I ad lib on things like, like uh, that no don't necessarily need like extra. Yeah. I like that. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. They don't need extra. They don't need that lib. Um, I'm like laying into it. But yeah, it's that exact sarcastic sense of humor. And I appreciate I'm, like, I'm, uh, it. Because, because yo, as, as much as I like a good ad lib, yo, sometimes people be ad libbing a lot, and you're like, ah, man, I didn't need you to explain. <laughs> you know what I really. Okay, you also do this when you break down bars here and there. I don't have a good example, but people like to like explain their puns like that's a good bar. And I'm like, nah, that's just filler, my guy. You had to explain your bar. And, and you, I've seen you do it a couple of times in a fun way. I can't give you a good example. But I feel like in the same way, you're really astute with how you observe hip-hop and almost reflect it back through your music too. Like you're aware of what's happening. 
and I think that's a fun thing to point out that is prevalent on this track with how you laid down the hooks. Like the double hook is a big trend right now, and you did that here, yeah. and you did it your own way. Hook. Sorry? I said I love a double hook. Yeah, go on. And it's just like you did it your own way here, and I fucking enjoyed it a lot. Um, this one is more of like a 4.25 for me, not because of the Cool Man Logan part. The Cool Man Logan part is consistently amazing, but the beat's still like half the fucking grade, and the beat is less my cup of tea. But again, from the uh, importance of, sh of throwing you off guard, how fucking drastic is Fun Song to We Good? Like, how, how drastic is that transition? It's fucking big. But now you went from like jumping up and you're, you're literally still sweating from jumping around the room and you got to sit down and you can feel the coldness is, you know, your body temperature decreases. But that's all right, everyone, because there's some hooks in the nick of time coming. That was a terrible pun, but we doing it still. I love that a lot. See, that one I wanted to listen to to the last second because like you're, you're hooking. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Once like the rapper stops, yo, that beat has to have scratching or something ridiculous happening for me to listen to that last 20 seconds. Like I hate Dr. Dre's outros, like what, a minute and a half of fucking him? Okay, bud. Anyway, that's my feelings. No, for, for a lot of Dr. Dre beats in the Eminem era, particularly like M's done. And then there's like a minute of fucking Dre slamming his beat with no changes, just a beat. For like it's 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 on a lot of songs. I did a lot of Eminem reviews in my day, um, but this was nice. It just it's good up. with your if you're if you were gonna if you wanted to rap on it, I guess. Oh, that's <laughs> what they're doing. To okay, I see why they did it then. Fair enough. Catering to a no, no. I I agree with you. I don't like it when it's too too long. I feel like tw I feel like thirty to fifty seconds, depending on the beat, is okay. But like a minute and up is crazy. I mean, for me, I'm like, even 30 seconds, I'm like, it's got to be really good. And then I like to see it, like, layer down. You know, have give me a little versatility. Give me a little every four bars, something flipping up in that. Like, you know, give me something. You know, that that's always been my preference. Um, but sure, I like yeah, the way yeah. this is. Is the lie that there's no two hooks? Like, what's the lie? I don't know what the lie is. The lie is that there's three hooks, not two hooks. I said there's two hooks. Oh. I said there's two hooks in it, like a quick fight. And then I was trying the to third like, hook. I'm talking about how no, wait, there's not two hooks. There's three hooks. There's this hook. Okay, hook. okay. This hook is the third hook. That's fun. <laughs> I like that a lot. That caught me off guard. There was just this level of fucking self awareness. Uh, who did the beat for this one? Barbarian Genius Q from Sacramento. Fresh. That's dope, man. This is a good beat. Um, I don't know what my favorite beat yeah, on this album dope. is, but just that, like, the rhythm on that piano was, was was fucking fun. And the way that you wrote it is so good. I feel like, again, we're in the same level, like, topic matter. So it's like, I can't really extrapolate all kinds of new meaning from this one. But the energy's right there. And it just feels, again, like you're you're really dope. Other people are not as dope. But, like... Uh, I feel like, hold on. I feel like Hooks is, like, pretty self-deprecating, too. Like, I'm making fun of myself. I'm looking up an expression on the internet, like I'm clowning myself. There's like stuff that there isn't in the other three. I sub. I you wasn't, I mean? but I wasn't trying to cook it. Let me reframe that. So you're no, right. no. I take no offense. I was just from thinking, a stylistic point of view. You're right. Your approach is kind of different, but you're you're doing it like Jerry Seinfeld makes fun of himself, but then walks home with the million dollars, and everyone else doesn't. That's more what I felt, which at the core right. of it is the same as what we've gotten on the last three. So nice like, it's hard for me to like yeah. come through and be like, all right, Cool no, Man Logan is reinventing the wheel. We have at least one of those that I know is coming up. 
at the end of the project. So, like, in the sense over here, we're at the part where this is, like, your personality. Well, I got a song with three choruses, and the third chorus, I talk about how there isn't actually two choruses. I talked about that. I I remarked. wheel Wheel that goes like this. But that's, like, your... But on the other hand, you've kind of shown the sense of your personality and aloofness on every song up to this point. And I feel like you, it's just another manifestation of things you're not going to expect. So at this point, when that happens, I'm already like, yeah, that makes sense on this album because you've already prepared me for that. You've already got me to that place because I don't know what the fuck is the next song. I don't even remember what it sounds like right now. I'll remember in a second, but like, I don't know what the next one's going to be. I know that I'm going to get you telling me in a sense of why you're good. I know like the general idea of what you're going to come with, but I don't know how you're going to do it. And so all of this stuff is just catchy and it makes me go like you get to the end of the track and you're like, wait, what did he fucking lie about? And then you go listen to the song and you get distracted before you get to the second hook. And then you realize you weren't paying attention and then you don't remember what the lie is. And then you got to go rewind it again, but you're enjoying it every time because the subtlety of the ad libs was another fun one feels like you lowered the volume like when you put that shook one after like they don't want that whatever or rappers <laughs> i like the part where yeah. like people don't want to be on your own fucking song with your do features because they're afraid of getting sauteed and the, oh shout out la meth on the raid Woo! um but i, I like that because I, when i first heard that i said to him a, a comment i'm like fuck that i want a feature and then i don't think he caught the joke of what i was doing so he's like, we'll see about that. He took it like really seriously, but it was more at the timing. <laughs> I was like, yo, you think I'm afraid? Cool man, Logan. Let's I was get- like, supposed to know what you meant. <laughs> I don't know. You never had a moment where you're like, I'm going to send him a message. You, you actually do. You do this a lot. You, you have moments in your mind and you communicate them. And then other people don't know where you're coming from. And we have to ask, cool man, what do you mean? And then you explain it. And then it makes sense. So I feel like if anything, you can empathize with me in that moment. But no, for real, I, I just, I love that line a lot. And um, it was really like, it was just really enjoyable. I like the whole sense of it. I like the, and the truth is, it is like a daunting idea to have a cool mad Logan on you. Cause you know, you're going to have to come with some shit that's going to make sense. And you're going to have to probably be blunt. Um, either way, the track is, is brilliantly fun. Also, that's also relatable, you know, like um, it, it's not, you don't really have to just be a rapper. Like, it is. And a lot of like artistic scenes is very competitive and someone would tell you that they like your stuff in, you know in person secretly when they wouldn't tell anybody else and they wouldn't show it to someone else you know mm. that exists there's a lot of people like that so it doesn't just apply to me that line but yeah fair no enough. i i it resonated with me it really did no, I, know it's all, I, I know you like the song i'm not I'm, I'm just saying i'm explaining how i feel about that line and I'm I'm adding on to the conversation. This is what I was hoping for. The, this is the Cool Man Logan experience. I fucking love it. You're one of my favorite people, and I say that sincerely. Um, but like, yeah, no, I I like that. Fuck, I got <laughs> I got distracted there. Um, but I feel like it is super relatable because of how you present the information. Like like that's what I was saying. Like this contradiction within yourself, as we discussed a couple of tracks earlier, that you put forth in the way you present yourself. Where like I think everybody to some degree, if you're an artist, especially goes, I'm the shit and I'm the one, but also I'm maybe not the shit and other people, not, maybe other people don't agree with you. Like every other artist that you meet who also in their mind is going, I'm the shit and I'm the one. So when you present your thoughts the way that you do, 
I feel a lot of those things. <laughs> so uh, it's really, I do, I do feel the relatability in the sense that it transcends across different art forms and different mediums. I'm pretty sure YouTubers feel that shit. Yo, I watch TikTokers freak the fuck out competing for best position, number of views and shit. So it is, it is you're right. It's everywhere. But I like the ad libs. Just the way that you had that shook. Like really quiet. And like it seemed like a lower volume in the mix compared to other ones. <clears throat> so it's almost like you have to really pay attention to get it. And I don't know. It's a rewarding album for the things that make you want to re-listen to a song. And I think that's where a lot of folk fail. They're so like, they think their bars are mad deep or whatever. And then I get them on the first listen. And I'm like, I don't really ever need to listen to this song again. And I feel like you managed to do that. You managed to add these extra layers, the little seasoning on top of a track that like gives you an incentive to re-listen to it because sure. you are going to notice this next thing. And all four of these tracks that we've listened to so far have displayed those characteristics in some way or another. This one being the literal, most literally, like what the fuck was the lie? Because nobody's going to remember that fucking first second line about two hooks in a red. Like, nobody's going to remember that. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah, it's sure, well done. Sure, sure, sure. Um, anyway, so. In the second verse beginning line. <laughs> and it's so like just flat out. Like so I know what I, but it's amazing. It's one of my favorite. It's the stupidness I would want someone else to write. That's why I like it. Like, that's why I like it. But it's anyway. the stupidness I really enjoy as well. And I'm sitting here praising you. This one's a five. This is a really amazing song, dude. This is right up there. So that's like, your favorite song so far. I, actually, I'm not mad at no, that. I, think, I, I like did it. Didn't I get fun like song it. also a five? No, you said 4.75, but you, should, okay. you can't give everything five. It takes no, five with the way. I definitely way think five. Hooks is more fun than, like, Hooks is more interesting. Stand yeah, it's okay. Out. You can like Hooks more. I could like, I, I don't I, even know, I, dude. I actually like that you like Hooks more because I want people, I think that makes it a good album if everybody is a different favorite. That yeah, means that's it's true. Like, I know, don't know what my favorite is. I don't even know that this is fully my favorite. This is just a five. Your favorite even. of the first four. Yeah, I would argue Hooks is the one that has the most for me to really enjoy and feel. And, uh, yo, I'm an artist too, so does that that's, layer. That's the gold-seeded track for Holden so far. So I, far. I seated, it's just number one so far, yeah. Yeah, it's the easiest one for me to throw a five at if we're, like, paying attention, which I'm not. I'm glad that you are. I stopped caring you're about gonna listen. You're going to listen again anyway. But, yeah, mean, that you know was what? the first five. Tomorrow, I might change my mind. It's definitely not my favorite song on the album, but of the first four, yeah, we can go with that. Um, yeah. Next up, though, as we transition to the halfway point or the beginning of that halfway point, we boom time. It's boom time, everyone. Right, shout out Skin Deep on that one. Uh, that's exactly what I mean. The way that beat ends, it's not just a constant loop. There's flavor in it. It has these variations, and then it has, like, like it's like if you're going to ride that beat out, in my opinion, flex. Do what Skin Deep just did. That was so engaging for me to listen to. Uh, the beat's wonderful. Um I like it a lot. It, it engrosses me. I don't know what else to say. I'm not great at describing beats. It engrosses me. It definitely sounds different than the last one, but it also sounds like a good song to put off to the last one because it has that like off-kilter feel to the vibe of it in terms of, I don't know how to describe it like with the right language, but the rhythm and shit kind of feels off, but like on in a nice way. And then Cool Man Logan just lines it up and the consistency of Cool Man Logan kind of anchors the song in a, in a really cool way that I, I find just works. This one is just full of so many fun things. Like I say exactly what I mean, like an Adamanapia. And then like the next line rhymed perfectly with it, just seamlessly. And that line is funny because an Adamanapia is like those fucking words like in the Batman comics that sound exactly like what they mean. And so I, I really appreciate like puns that are blatantly obvious like that like to me there's a seriously good art 
to doing that well. And that's a great one because a five-year-old can get it. And it's still funny to me as a something. It's almost like you write punchlines the way Pixar makes jokes. And I like that a lot. Pixar makes good jokes for like adults and young people. And Cool Man Logan uses metaphor in a way that's digestible. It's back to that brevity shit, I think. It's just simplicity, like the essence of what shit is. Like my music is straightforward like this. And that's actually part of the appeal to me. Um, there were other great lines I can't remember in this moment, but in general, I feel like this one brought another sense of the same thing from a different angle. Um, I love the fucking skin deep shout out. Um, it just felt like natural. It didn't feel like it was reachy. Like when Drake stuffs beat maker names into his songs, it just felt like you just were in that moment. Like your shout out skin deep. This shit's just so good. <laughs> and I really appreciated that part. Um, I don't know what else to say about this. It's just a really groovy song to listen to with a lot of variations. I like how your your flow just flips up a lot. I like the the shit line of the toilet, gotta flush it. Like you're listening to, oh yeah, get the shit out of here. It's bad. It's just like a toilet. And I'm like, that's actually like what happens with poop. And you got it. And yo, mm. I don't care what anyone says. A lot of the biggest creative geniuses in history made poop bars all over. So everybody needs a good poop bar here or there. If you're not dropping poop at least, if you don't yeah, have at least yeah. one shit bar in your catalog, you're probably not a genius is how I look at it. Like you need at least something. It's the only it. thing that every person does every day. Every person does every day. Everyone does it every day. Well, there's a few things, everyone. It's one of a few things. We also, anyway, I like what you're well, saying. Hopefully. This is, this is, yeah. Yes. The, it's a very uh, humanistic thing. Um, this track's right up there, 4.75-ish range. I, I like it a little less than Hook's Naked Time. It is what it is, but I still fucking like this a lot. Um, I, th I think it's really brilliant. Rakim might not need a poop bar. He's, he, you can be a genius without a poop bar. But no, I'm saying, you don't like, need a poop bar. No, I'm joking. But in, in my opinion, most of the great like out there geniuses, like the, the brilliant mind types, I have to say Rakim doesn't have a brilliant mind. Rakim reminds me more of a professor. Like not like more formalized version of brilliance. I don't know how to describe it. That's what I feel from him. Cool, calm, collected. And I like the more out there version, like Mozart. Super fun though. Rakim's fun to listen to too. It's not just like it's like just information. You know? No, no, no. I'm, I'm it just it just sounds so good. Like you know. But I like the absurdity a little bit more personally. That's my kind of genius that I'm attracted to as a person. Yeah, there's a bar right there. That's that's absurdity mm. a little more personally. Let's go. I don't. I, how you crack me up, man? I like it a lot, though. I like this record, man. You make Montreal look good, is what I'm trying to say. Um, Thanks, bro. Let's listen to the next one, which is featuring Shells, who I need to still hit up and get an interview with. So let's listen. Is it Record Me? Record Me. That's a good song, man. This one's another one that's pretty fucking like out there. And this is a good example of you proving that you do have other vocal styles to bring it with. This is absolutely different like it feels like you met shells and went with his more direction with your flow your overall delivery like it's less abrasive it's a lot smoother you're adding a you're definitely tapping more into a singy voice throughout your whole flow on this yeah. one whereas the other ones are a lot more i would argue a talky rap voice and that's yeah. like a a really cool thing yeah. to see because 
not a lot of people can do both and and like a lot of people shit on melodic trap because i think they can't do the melodic side of it so they don't understand it and they don't get how hard it is to actually do what these guys are doing but i think you prove you can do what they're doing on this song which is really yeah. great especially with well, i want to make different vibes you know like i listen to music i listen to rap music very eclectically like well music in general but like like I like to mix, you know, artists and groups that people don't normally they wouldn't follow each other, you know, in a playlist. And they're like, Oh, that doesn't go with that. Like to me it does go will go with that and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. The same thing as an artist, be someone I would listen to. I and love just it. and it's rare I find one person that raps on like all these kinds of beats and does it well. Yeah. So it's, it's true. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do that then. So yeah. And I like the People fact always try to fall into a niche and and go on. Well, I also just want to give Shells his props. Like, I'm not yeah, that yeah. familiar with his music outside of what I've heard that has you on it. So almost everything I've heard Shells on also has Cool Man Logan on it. But I was really like, just listening to the finesseness. He feels like a member of the Wu Tang Clan, like more on the RZA front. And I like that a lot. I like the way he blesses it. There's a lot of sounds, intellect with sounds it. Sounds really good in that beat, man. It's perfect. I just feel like his like precision and his flow is gorgeous. Um, everything yeah. about the beginning of that just it blessed it really nice. Um, there's a few lines that like stuck out to me that again I'm blanking on. Sorry about that, everyone. But like it just he just came in through proper, and then that chorus comes through, and I love the like what reverbeco effect that you have on your voices that just kind of adds this hollow mighty sound to it. As you're like cerebrally like we're the best, worship us, we're the gods, and I'm like that really works like it really really works and then you have that you know meant somebody like me before do 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 like that melodic flow there and i'm like yeah, the truth like little is bridge little chorus part two or bridge or whatever you want to call it and i liked it a lot because again it added that melody um had you added some auto tune to that it would have also sounded wonderful to me um am i even lying it would have been like beautiful it would have like I did the extra layer of what the fuck because of the Vince Price fucking Griselda beat you're all rapping on at the same time, which is why I thought it was fun. Like it added this, like you're not really expecting somebody to bring that kind of like energy to it. It's almost like uh, the edibles CL rapping in that one little part. And then you bring that oh, vibe like the, the whole way through that verse. So you're like, yeah almost lost on this other energy of like smoother kind of curvier rhythms rather than more abrasive hard ones as you're layering it on and i'm like bro did you really just say you got paid two hundred dollars to go to a show you all got two fucking drink tickets and then i said nobody even gave me drink tickets i just did it for free and i'm like fuck man <laughs> i mean um Yo, that was a great criticism of our scene though that was a great criticism of a lot of great things um it was very um i empathize super heavy with that part of the song and just the level of i mean you can't really compare us i actually have earned value off of this like i got real show money in my face and i, I really think it's an interesting flex and um because i'm really into metrics that count like a lot of people chase a lot of things these days and then you look at the numbers 200 that was by no means crazy though it's kind of it's a jokey line too where i'm clowning myself first i go I go, uh, the last time I rapped, I got $200. I go, not that much. It's not and that. Then I go, and, then, and, then I, and then I go to the next line, and I'm like, still better than you. But that's the thing, dude. I've done still a lot. more than you. I've never been paid to perform. I've done a lot of performances. I've never made a dollar as that's a performer. Okay. Most people, like, I don't always get paid either. No, but it's I think many times. the fact that you made money performing 
actually just as as a person it makes me go damn cool man logan is that much higher than it like but it's because it's a real metric to me like you can talk a lot of things but if nobody's offering you money to come bring a crowd then you do not have the value of somebody that is able to do that like if you if you can confidently know that you're going to be on a bill and this many people show up therefore they're giving you money to be there and the next man's is fronting the way that man's is front in our look man i'm on the same facebook right i see the same shit so you see a lot of people bragging about a lot of things now i understand the more content side of it where like i'm like nah you guys are like bragging about the equivalent of 25 dollars in a paycheck so like two drink tickets and i'm like I don't know why you're bragging about that. Like it's not good numbers, but that's yeah, kind of it's like fourteen seventy five. You know, like fourteen seventy five. Whatever. Like it was just a it was just a metaphor. <laughs> but you know like, what? I just I literally just got a song idea. What is it? Because I was like, well, I'm I'm not gonna tell you guys. Someone's gonna steal it. No, I'm just joking. Uh, but nobody but like, can do the cool. No, but basically, vision. like that's that's a fact. But, but basically, the, the idea is like. Like you, I do, I do say a lot of like, oh, you know, do this as good as me and fuck you. And like, I do that a lot. And it's like, I, I'm not going to stop because I really just like doing that, you know? And it's like, but I just, I, I, to me, it's so meaningful and relevant and I know why. And, and I feel like it's, 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 I, there's no reason why I shouldn't, you know, embark creatively on enlightening people on why. You know what I mean? Like the backstory of why I say these yeah. things, like why I would emphasize that someone gets two domestic beers, like why I'm being so petty about it, you know? No, but I, at the same time, like, I mean, maybe this is just personally where I'm at in life, but I'm also going through my own version of that now where I'm like, y'all are bragging about some shit. And I don't know if you should be bragging like that. And then I don't necessarily flex per se about my accomplishments, but I mean, sometimes I do, but really it's like, you have the context of knowing like i got paid 200 dollars versus your two fucking drink tickets like let's not like like you i am evidently by the people who pay people version better than you like it's kind of like on a scorecard like yo this let's talk with fins people put out this promo package thing where they have access to features they're like the middlemen now and then you see there's tiers of rappers and different tiers of rappers have different price tag ranges so there are layers to value in this shit and you're just saying on wax you might think i'm just talking shit but can you make a claim like that and that's what i really like about the flex because it shows that maybe sometimes people care about the wrong things in this and i really appreciated that that bar for that because that's why it resonated with me on top of the fact that i know exactly what the fuck you're talking about on a more local level so it has that extra meaning where if you know on like a more literal level it's really entertaining and if you don't know it's fucking like still clear enough (laughs) you know what i should we should clarify that like uh, in a, a lot of other places, getting two hundred K dollars for a performance is the, is the is the like two domestic beers. Yeah, I mean, like that's the equivalent. Like that's how, that's like when you're doing terrible. But and then like yeah, and the two hundred dollars is more like a thousand dollars. But like honestly, it's more likely here that you're gonna end up paying somebody for the right to perform at that show. 
So usually, yeah, that's... yeah, it's so unlikely. <laughs> Art is not value. Like, like, <laughs> you, yo, there is a, not welcome. There is a handful of people oh, I know, yeah. honestly, on the English side of the Montreal, and I say a handful is, and I can think is seven, five, seven people tops I know who have definitively been paid to perform in this city that I know personally on my whole things. Everyone else I know, it's either free or they got paid. Or sorry, they paid to perform. There are there are people who get to do it for free, but like I'm like, I don't know. Or then there's the flex where it's like you open for a famous person and you're like, yo, I performed for like 250. I'm like, you did, but let's add context. Like I performed it just for last because of hip hop karaoke, not because I'm a fucking self. Let's have fucking context here, right? Like let's not make some grandiose claims. Cool man Logan got paid to perform. Not the same shit. All right? So I really liked it a lot because of that reasons. Anyway, Ismail wants you to never use auto tune. Fair enough. I don't agree. I want I'm you to. Do, I'm with him. I, don't need I want. Him. I want to see you do a full like man's not yeah. hot level auto tune. Fucking. Why don't I just get it? I'd rather just get someone else to just sing on a song. You know, someone I can actually sing. Like I'd rather have that. You know? But auto tune to me isn't about singing. It's more like like using reverb or pitch shifting. It's just like a an effect. I don't really think anybody that uses it. No, well. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel like it's like you sh- shouldn't people be, like. I'm not saying people shouldn't be allowed to do that. You know, it's not like oh you're cheating or it's underhanded. It's just no. I want to like, see you do like your regular ass rapping, and then somebody throw some auto tune on it. And I think that would be an interesting thing to listen to here and there. Not like you should jump on the autotune train. But if you have one of these like really experimental guys do some fucking out there alien shit with your voice, it would be really cool. That's some autotune. Yeah, if somebody hit me up to do that remix specifically of a specific song that existed, I'd be like, yeah, sure, you know. I'm going to see about like, getting that to happen because I want to see that. I'm not just anyone, but you know. Nah, I hear you. Anyway, that's all right. Um, so, yeah, this song's pretty blessed. 4.5, range. I really enjoy it. Um, I like the other ones a little bit more on some funness. And I like I like the beat and stuff a lot too here. I feel like, I don't know what, what it is that makes me like the I'm other ones more. That's just, just like, uh, which ones? No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know why I like ones more than others. Sometimes it's just gut reaction normal. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to like them all even. It no, it's, it's just, it would be weird. If even I, if you hated every song, you wouldn't hate them even, you know? There's always big little... facts. But it's also because yeah. secretly I like the next song a little bit more, and I like the one before a little bit more. So it was more the positioning that made it kind of come off the way it is. Not that your sequencing is bad; it accomplishes your goals. But sometimes a, a song loses a little bit of luster when it's surrounded by two songs you like more. So let's listen to do the slam dance. Yo, I feel like the first thing is when I hear that hook. It reminds me of Eminem being Triumph the fucking Wonder Dog or his Shake That Ass For Me voice or whatever, and I really like it. I really like it a lot because it's also, like, so far from that, like, standard Cool Man Logan voice. And, again, feels like you did a bunch of edibles and we're having the time of your life just fucking wilding out. And I really love those vibes, man. I feel like that's, like, the fun side of Cool Man Logan. And that fun side is so important because it lives up to that album promo song sometimes i'm mad and i make mad songs sometimes i'm cool like the patio or whatever you said and i'm like right. that that's like fucking blessed because you really lived up to every fucking thing you said in the advertisement song yeah that's a promise yeah. and i was like that made the advertisement song better because you lived up to every part of it and i'm like that's that that is an enjoyable thing um 
This one is so good though because you got that same energy again. I like like don't hit me up like you want something from me because we're not friends like that, or this sense of like again. It's like what I like about this album is you get the sense of what it's like to be Cool Man Logan navigating through the world of people, right? Like there's that this this almost desire for you to want people to leave you alone because you're like almost disappointed by the quality and character of what you encounter. And that exudes through like the entirety of it. And like, I don't know, man, it makes like, I don't want to go too much into this subject on cam type thing, but like, it just makes you wonder like who the fuck hurt you and came at you and did shit to you and why, like why? And then the thing is, is I have an, a sense of what the scene is like. So then when I hear it with the frame of, oh, you from Montreal too. You're from here. Right. And it's almost like this sense of like what I think you're vocalizing, what a lot of people feel about themselves versus everyone else. But you're doing yeah. it so much. You're doing it in a way where like, I don't feel annoyed. I don't feel like you're whining. I feel like you're just I'm not only addressing rappers, though, just people in general. It that's to, it. Like, I think that's what makes it what it is. It's not just about rappers. Even yeah. though you can see that influence in it, rappers are people, right? So uh, people that don't rap are going to do some of the things the rappers do, you know. But that's also it. So it's like you get that sense of it, and I don't know. I'm in my 30s now, and I I'm in that point where my life, yo, I feel like in your 30s, your life transitions. Like the fun of the 20s kind of isn't like what it was, and everybody changes because the kids, girlfriends fucking jaw everybody changes everybody and then all of a sudden you're like a completely like different person trying to navigate through this adulting shit and i don't know there's a lot of disingenuousness in the encounters that i have with a lot of people so when i listen to you say some shit like this on the on wax it's like there's this one bar that cool man logan said that always stuck with me i say the things um you think but don't want to say or some shit like that and I'm like, yeah, that's what Cool Man Logan has done a lot on this album. He's saying things that I feel like a lot of us think, and he's vocalizing them in almost a satirical way, but it's very sincere at the same time. Like it's like a comic relief to the sincerity is more of what I was trying to convey with it. So it's super sincere with a bit of comic edge, so that you can digest okay, it properly. All these song ideas and things you're saying. Thank you. I'm very. By happy. the way, um, for this track though, um, if you don't mind, go for it. The transition's really key. Just play the end of the last track. You know, the last, like, your favorite thing to do, the last eight seconds of heat. And then, if you can, because it, cause they, they go together a certain way. That's, that's all right. I will I will yeah. do that for you. I'm not quite at that part, but I'll make sure that we do that. And so y'all know that when you get to... No, no, no rush. No rush. I'm just we'll get to that. Before you played it. We'll get to the transition and make sure that it's done properly. Um, overall, I think this is another really enjoyable 4.5. Like, it's like super good. Like, I know I give that grade a lot, but it's because I sincerely could see myself in different moments and times playing each of these songs with different frequencies. Like, like yeah. I don't see why I wouldn't put these on and like it comes on random and I'm just like, do the Charleston, do this other random dance. And I like that too because you're just listing fucking goofy ass dances that nobody's Yeah, I made ever up gonna... a dance that didn't exist. I was going to make the dance, but I didn't make the dance. The Jimbo. <laughs> you're fucking hilarious. Maybe there is a Jimbo. I don't remember, man. But it's like you're just listening to that shit and you're like, y'all say some shit that sound the same. But previously, you're like telling people to rock out to dances that are vastly different that everyone's saying dab to this. I'm sorry, man. It's just. 
You just can't throw like dab to this into a fucking track and think you have any token of originality to that. I get it. That's not why you're doing it, but man, I don't know. Dab to this? No dab, like the the dab, the fucking. I don't know how to fucking dab. I'm not a. I'm not good at that shit. That, I, like I shoulder. Said dab. No, I'm saying that's what all these rappers talk oh, about. Yeah, yeah. And your bar. I was like so confused. You're putting up all these like dances that I would argue are preposterous in the style of what you're putting out in terms of the music and then saying y'all sound the same. And when I heard that, I just pictured every rapper ever talking about dabbing. Most courses don't have four dances, though. It's like this is like it's not a dance routine. It's a dance routine of multiple dances, including a dance that doesn't exist. It's a fun song. It's like the slower fun song. It's like, I, don't know. I totally got the vibe of that. I didn't catch what you did with the chorus there, so I'm glad you explained it. But it's good. I enjoyed it. I got something different. But I'm, I didn't I'm, do that on purpose with the chorus. I just thought of it now. I was like, that's cool. Four, four dances. Like, I wouldn't. There's no design to it really. Like that's the beauty of it. Um. So yeah, I'm totally with it. And now we're gonna move on to and you with the transition. This is another one of my favorite songs. First of all, I'm biased. Vince Price is amazing. And the trap nature of this track, I'm pretty sure this is the Vince Price one, right? Correct. That's the Vince yeah. Price one. The trap nature and your flow on this is my favorite flows I think you bring on the whole album. You got to understand. I find um, basically... But I really find a lot of these trap flows super marketably pleasing. Like, yo, like the reason so many people do it is because it's just so fun to listen to these flows. And then the darkness mixed with the grittiness of your voice... <clears throat> but tapping into that more pop element skewed flow, it gives me like a raw, more almost enjoyable version of like Amigo song. So it's like fucking cool to me to get that from you. You tap into like every conventional fucking pop flow I can think of. You got the triplets, yeah. you got the the da 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 when you go into the second verse to make it sound not like the yeah. first verse. And I love it because they're like really well executed. You're having a lot of fun with it. It shows that like you've got that mastery of other styles again on this project. So we're deep mm. into it and you dropped this completely out there like left field fucking experience on this project that is almost like honestly completely unexpected for, for it. Like you didn't think you'd go that far. Thanks for the bits 504 on that mix. Um, But it's like I don't remember the bars on it because I was way too caught up on the flows on this track on the real. Like, it's one of those ones where, like, I would have to listen to it like 20 hey, times. Hey, it's music. That's the point. Like, because, I want like, no, like nah, but like, for real, on this one, I think you do because your energy is just so vastly different and it just pops off, like, on this Dang. flexing flow where it's like, but it's gritty. It's almost like. Other people it's completely different from every other song. It's completely different than any song I've made. No, I've never rapped on a beat like that. People mm. probably think I think I can it. You know, like think the whole album would be boom bap or some shit like that. Like, nah, crazy. Yeah. I don't just listen to boom bap, right? So I don't uh, like that you did that, and I, I find it like one of the more fun tracks again, but because of the energy of it, because of the way that like you hit that beat, because of the way that you change it up, and and you just really prove again that there isn't really a style you can't fuck with i mean that that i think was almost an important song this album to really make it a complete buffet and without it people would be like well can you do this well can you do that and now nah, cool man's like i can do that so now you know and you know that now so i really and I think, you and you and you i'm gonna throw it to like a 4.75 it's really really great it's a really really it's a solid song for real 
I know that I enjoyed all of the bars as I listened to them. I just don't remember a fucking thing you said. I'm not going to lie. But that's a testament to how good you delivered this shit. I don't know that people know how important delivery is, but your delivery is fucking impact. It's, like, it's one of the strongest deliveries you put on this project, I think. Like, you just went out of your way to be, like, excellent here. With the tonal fucking flips and stuff. Like, you really play no, with your you voice much. in a singy kind of way that I think showcases your musicology more than the more hard-hitting one that you would do in the more like i think you should leave where you still do your shit but it's more punk yeah. rock this is more like yo i can do anything yeah. i think that's fucking yeah. blessed yeah. so let's move on then to track nine on this project the littered up remix remix i know that's another oh there's a i know go back wind it back on the last one the sequencing it tied in perfectly clearly that's important i'm gonna make sure we do that for the next one i heard i heard the way you strung those two sounds together that was nice um, yeah uh, yeah it's a master um so yeah this is great this is weekly heat volume two remixed on a different beat uh this one is bk brooks who's i believe you said there just in the chat it was all popping up i don't know if you could read it though um but like this is a good song it took me a second to get used to the new beat which is often i found what happens with the remixes but i love the bars man i like i like the the near the end when you're like ain't nobody like heard of your gang and like why are you bragging about selling crack and it's like the last time you actually did that you were playing basketball bad and i'm like and it's really like it's really enjoyable for me to hear that because again it's like you're kind of pointing out like yo you guys are just it's not like the actions are corny. It's the manifestation of how you say these actions and you in particular, a person who is not named here, are corny. And I really yeah. enjoy that because I think everybody knows some people like that. And again, you're tapping into that universality of like what people feel when they like watch certain people say certain things. And you're like, bro, what are you saying? That's not it. Where, you're from here, aren't you? And you have that reaction. I've also got to be honest. It's about the lines. A lot about the wordplay too. Like the, just to say the brick line and the mm. uh, need uh, the human beings hurt my heart and my head. You heard I need them. Then I struck them with the fucking middle part of my leg. That's the last line of the verse. And I'm sure most people don't even like catch it. And it's not that it's like fucking rocket science or whatever, but like that's one of those lines. Definitely, you might catch in the third or fifth, sixth listen. Like. I mean, I caught it, but I cared more about the lines right before it because they struck and resonated like that me a lot more. Because, like, I mean, the heart of my head hurt, whatever, and then you do lay it up. But usually, like, for me, when I hear bars like that, I'm like, the linguistics is fun, but I care a lot more about the content behind the, it. The I'm meaning, like, yeah, fair enough, yeah. So it's not like I don't catch it. And that's a lot of things. That sometimes I just catch the bars. I'm like, that's oh, cool. I get it. It's good bars. Yeah. But um, I really felt the, like the the meaning behind that other part was strong. Like it, it had the wordplay, but the content behind it was really like interesting in terms of what I resonated with me. And just in general, you have this whole sense of back to that like, yo, and it's been consistent on pretty much every track. I'm like really good at this. And it's not that you're not necessarily good at this, but in my opinion, you bore me. And I like that attitude because I feel that way a lot sometimes. And again, there are a lot of people I love and I love watching everybody win. That's like being sincere with it. Um, so this one is great. The chorus is fucking my favorite part. It's one of my favorite choruses on this whole project. Just the way you like ask me how I lit it up. Watch it. That like flow. The way you just bring it. And it's like elongated, but it just fucking works. And it feels so fucking airy. Like, and 
I watched you perform it live like twice. So I have that like on a Zoom. Let's be real. It was Zoom live. So it was like cool to like be part of that process of like having you go from like concept to like second version to like become an album song. And I know yeah. a lot of people feel like, oh my gosh, if I spoil the whole secret of this song, this person's never going to buy it. I'm like, nah, it makes me like this song more. Like I'm more invested yeah. in this remix than practically all the right, other tracks because yeah. I feel like I was part of the journey of the creation of this song. So it was really cool to listen to this one. I'm going to give it a 4.5 just because I like other ones more, but I also still really like this. None of these songs are like... Uh, like 4.5 is a great rating, man. The, the only one I could more. say I might like not go back to as often is We Good, and it really is just that that's like not my, my steez as much sonically. I would never... Like, no, it's not your, yeah, it's not your, like, your, like, your brand of rap or whatever. Actually. Or just sound. I would never throw that kind of song on for any other Fair reason enough. but if the album was on i'd just let it play through because it makes sense and it fits so good and the change between fun song and we good is so nice yeah that um, i mean we good personally is my kind of rap you know what i mean so that's why i see what you mean like like that is that is totally my kind of thing like that type of beat like uh, Fair yeah go on i mean i'm like as much as i like lit it up i really like the the next song a lot more it is that song special. It is quite the banger. You all should have already heard just this far if you haven't. But if you haven't, we're still going to listen to it. Because if you heard it on YouTube, you need to be listening for the new mix right over here. Yeah, so um, I'd argue that this is absolutely the best song I heard last year. Like, of all the songs. I mean, like, if every song that I think that came out last year that I consumed as a piece of content. I think Justice For is the number one song I heard of 2020. Because, like, you do a lot of things with it. And let's be real. I'm on some activist fucking be an ally shit right away. And this song made me realize I hadn't done enough and I wasn't maybe doing enough. It made me, like, step my gears up a bit. But this, man, it's it's a big one. Everyone can tell it's a big one. If you haven't heard it, go bump it. Now you're going to come back, pause it, go listen. Okay, now you see it's a big one. But, like... Just on like the same general sense of of where the bars come in, just so that you know it's not just like the content. My favorite line is actually when the beat flip up happens and you go and just like four ladies in a car on a road trip on a wedding that ain't seen each other for a long time, we gonna talk today. That is like the most run on ass sentence ever. Like four ladies yeah. in a car in a road trip would be doing. And just inherently that one lyric independent of the whole song while fitting into the bigger narrative is brilliant in and of itself is like a fucking brilliant line because it was a run-on sentence Thanks. like when you just like shit like that is more of the artistic merit of how brilliant it's done at a songwriting yeah. level this is like one of those six and a half minute straight fucking verses almost the whole song is just you rapping and it just yeah. felt like this this clearly came out right after the the george floyd situation went down yeah. And then a lot of yeah. people were talking about a lot of things and a lot of people said a lot of things. And we happen to live in a place where there are there is a lot of bigotry that gets put on a lot of display and a lot of people let it go by and don't say a lot of things. So when I heard a lot of the words that you were saying on this song, it really resonated with me just in terms of, you know what white people don't do? White people don't talk to white people about how white people are fucking racist. And I'm like, mm, cool man Logan is a white guy speaking white people to white people. And I, I think really... that, like, they, I think that if they, I think that if they do do it, they do it with like, kind of like uh, idioms and hyperbole, you know, like 
that 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 doesn't come across you know like i was trying to say it as plainly as possible you know like not be like uh you know no but like an inspiration you're not making it be about semantics you know what i mean just basically like just like an absence of, of caring you know like yeah. But, but I feel like you, you eloquently deliver it by attacking certain specific things. Like when the police bring up a murder, you bring up black on black crime. You know, there's no big murders or small murders. They're all murders. And then you have the Adler, yeah, like all of them. You know, it's like that extra emphasis. Yeah, it's, a tri it's a trick to like to make you think uh, to devalue like their lives, basically. It's like, no. oh, yeah, if they, if they kill each other, then. Cops can kill them, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like, and it's like... Exactly. Everybody kills each other anyway. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, why is that murder more valued or less valued because the person's a police officer in a certain situation? Like, to me, it's like, I heard that, and I'm like, nah, that's a pretty interesting, logical argument. You could argue stats all day in the face, but there's no big murders and small murders. They are yeah, small all murders. murders. When I say small murders, I mean, like, when people go, when they try to, like... Uh, excuse things by saying well you know i don't think he should have shot him but then the guy shouldn't have done this and he should have mouthed off to him this way or he shouldn't have uh whatever like, you know whatever nah, they have like, or you, yeah exactly you killed the person yeah. it's, it's like it's somebody. still an action you're still yeah. like somehow yeah. i've gone my whole life and never murdered somebody you know like yeah i don't know right. or like just the part where you say something on the lines of you think you're neutral i think you're racist couldn't have said it better right. myself there's that even it's in, racist to not care yeah exactly to, to let that be, be even there's that like christian story right where they say that if you have god on one side there's a fence in the metal and a devil on the other side and you sit on that fence you are not on the side of god you are actually on the side of the devil in the light of the fact that your indecisiveness prevents you from being on the side of good so that's a real thing i learned from the christian side of my past and it's like I, when I hear you put those bars together, it's like, nah, what is neutrality? It's the absence of picking a side. So uh, it's inherently, like Martin Luther, the Martin Luther King line, I don't want to butcher it, but it's, he says the thing about like, uh, not so much what the bad people did, but what the good people didn't do. It's worded better than that, but that, yeah. that's the, the gist of it. I guess. But like, even when I think back to like high school, I got bullied a lot. And you know what pissed me off? It wasn't like the bullies. It was all those motherfuckers who just laughed. You just like told the bully this was like a really good idea to like go through with it. So like there is right. the bully's probably the one hurting more inside and the people that watch on they're just having a good time at, at both people's expense sort of like I see what you mean. That's and, a good side of it. And so I look at it like it's the passerbys that you're targeting like nah, you people that just sit there and pretend like it doesn't happen allow the system to still profit. You going yeah. there and getting your Yo, look at my last name. It's Hua. Right, I said it bad in French because my French is back. But I have a French last name in Quebec where it's proven nepotism on your fucking last name gets you hired higher. So literally I had a better opportunity of getting a job than say somebody that does not have a last name that is a French last name. And this type of stuff exists especially in where I live. I'm not going to pretend that all the experiences are universal and everything like that. But for me, it's like listening to this. It's like, nah, this is especially reflective of my home too. And the attitudes they see around yeah, me right, and so yeah. it really hit close to home use that talking to and it's like they don't see it because maybe they live in a sandbox upon their reality or like or like i know for a black guy so they said and it's like man no that's that's yeah. not it or the part where you're like how could you say what you would do in those circumstances 
because you can't be in those circumstances unimaginable yeah exactly it's like literally impossible like i have stories of the cops letting me off in situations where like i should have been ticketed like i had a smashed headlight i was high i was missing a fucking lens in my glasses and i said i'm a student and i can't fucking let me off like that i used to brag about it until i realized what happened i gotta know what happened until i got a little Mm. older and i'm like yo if i was black i'd have gone to jail or some shit Right. I've seen a million situations like where you see uh, a white person do something and you're like, wow, this would just go entirely differently. And but that's then, not fair. On top of that, you brought it back to Canada. Like, everybody knows Canada likes to think it's it's a good place and it's not a bigot-filled place of... Like, yeah, anyway. we play like like they try to play the lesser of two evil. You know, like oh well, we're not. You know, we don't do that. You know, we're as bad as them. Like it's like it's you like know stupid, those you know? those like pe- not good enough, but... people that are my age were impacted by residential schools. Like my age group. Yeah, it's that recent. Yeah, yeah. As in Holden's age, thirty three. People my age. I went to high school with people that were impacted by this situation. Yeah. So the residential schools has been the Canadian and Quebec governments, fucking kidnap children from indigenous communities it was like 1996 1996 was the last one or something that's like yeah nothing. so that's how recent it is most of y'all were alive and no people possibly that were impacted by this but they would kidnap Spectable, children yeah. dude they would do some like whack shit they would like they would like the the woman would go into like fucking labor and then the kid would come out and they would basically scare the shit out of her while she was drugged up and say some shit like the kid needs this that the next thing sign this paper or else so now they had the legal fucking groundings for it right and then the fucking kids would get kidnapped and adopted into some white family to whitewash them yo and with the e the show on netflix really displays the old-timey version of what the reality would have looked like back when it was colonizing the situation as well and it's not even and with an e like the anna green gable show on netflix the third season really explores the relationship really good? uh it, it took me a minute to get into it but then i did it's and with the e, sorry going so like i feel like what really amazed me about that was the third season with it but then you brought up that like wellness check situation where it's fucking weird how like there's a system in place where there's a fucking person that might kill themselves and the cops go up and murder them and then somehow it's all like okay for some reason yeah. i'm like supposedly the people that are supposed to be checking if you're okay are the ones like making you not okay like, like telling you or like when you said harper our canadian prime minister yo people forget that harper was 10 years of canada recent history but yeah, harper yeah, really exactly. was like that Harper really yo he's underrated as a piece of shit or like what the what about the pipeline everyone acts like what like we weren't just fucking willing to destroy and dis, dis like fucking move a bunch of displaced yeah. people how just livid for would, would we be if how livid would white people be if it was like Westmount, you know yeah like, I know you guys whatever, gotta like right? move up a fucking cause oh, a pipeline it would, billions be, like, of, it would be a whole com- meeting in a town hall like Nah, but like it's oh, it's not our problem. Or like the fact that like apparently people in La Salle were throwing stones at people from fucking Ganawage and shit, literally throwing rocks at them in '93 and shit. Like, yo, this is Canada. This is my home. This isn't like some yo. Oh man, the racism. Yo, how many? There's been two teenagers. You mentioned one of them that were fucking shot 
in my fucking neighborhood by police like one of the kids was like down like that the next one was clearly having a manic episode nicholas gibbs i think you can watch the video i watch it every six months or so just to remember it and you watch him on a street where i fucking run and the cops just fucking unload shots into him and shit and i'm like that's here in my neighborhood that isn't a foreign fucking problem and then motherfuckers will be like straight up and i don't people like whatever on the live it's what it is it's still a youtube video after so it's important to put this down but like people will after legit say nah but that's an american problem or at least that's the perception of the situation yo i I can't say this part because of work i can't do it but anyway i'll tell you off cam if you want i gotta watch sometimes what i say but yo i'm saying man is that like white people need to be checked a little bit because they act like they know some shit i know somebody who flat out said i like to look at statistics because stories don't matter to me i want to see the stats and that inspired me to collect as many stories as i could possibly get in my life so that i could have real fucking stats with meaning and shit so what i was saying is when i hear your song there are just so many things that like you tap into and again like inspired me to be more willing to just say fuck it. i'm gonna say this shit on i don't give a fuck this needs to be said yeah. honestly white people we got some things we got to be talking about within ourselves. How many of your parents are racist? How many times do you tell your parents that they're being racist when they drop their comedy? How many of those right. 1980s comedy movies are actually right. funny or they're kind of just racist when you watch them after? The 90s. Yo, yeah. All of it. Like, yo, I watch some of this shit yeah. now. Like, and I'm like, yo, that's not really funny. That's actually just kind of not funny. No, that's not funny. But, like, people don't agree with me, so I understand well, you make fun of people from. that You make fun of a community that you're not connected to and you don't care about. It's even worse. Like, you know what I mean? It's one thing, like, to be around, like, certain people. You're around your friends and you throw whatever back and forth, you know. But even then, there's limits. But it's like, you know, people that listen to rap music, but then they don't really know any. Never mind just black people. They don't even know, like, non-white people, right? And like, like yo. everything's kind of a joke to them. So when they make fun of it, it's it's from a very voyeur yeah. type of, I don't care, like, mm. like uh, you know. Like, I saw this guy whose name I can't remember, and he's like, I'm not your typical rapper. I want to, like, save money and buy a house. And I'm like, you just sound like you don't know a single poor person in your life. Because I don't want to go as far as as ethnicity. A lot of these people just don't know poor people. So they think they're like middle class, yo. Like, like if somebody in your family is gonna die and you get a house, you're in a level of safety where you can accrue debt and not have to worry because you're gonna get a hundo one day and your debt's clean. Imagine you're in that whole life and nobody dies and gives you that house, middle class people. There's no inheritance coming. There's no parents giving you extra cash ever since you turned 18. You're just on your own. That's a very different reality that a lot of people have never faced. So then these people go ahead and make some music and they've never talked to poor people in their lives. So they, they don't really know shit about anything other than these middle class ecosystems of professionalism. Because, yo, here's how it goes. You go to I'm school. I'm mad at them for not knowing because they didn't decide not to know like the way that they grew up. It's, it's about that they don't know, but they think they can also you know judge it and make fun of it. And, you know. Or like, like, no, man, to me, it's like this problem is where they now step in and are like, we're the real music. We're the good version of hip hop you should be listening to. Like they listen to Macklemore, saw the Grammy win and said, I can get that rather than like actually saw what was happening in that situation. So it's like mm-hmm. those people are who I'm talking about. And there's a lot of them that I've encountered. There's a lot of attitudes I've seen that I'm like, yo, I mean, I know you think you're like a superior MC. But like you don't actually know why that guy's rapping about crack dealing. You just think it's a thing. 
you think it's some you think some things but like you never looked into the history and the socioeconomic realities of environments where there's no fucking starbucks or a tim hortons you know like anyway i can go on for a while but that's where my brain gets every time i listen to your song and it makes me feel fucking charged up like i gotta just fucking take on issues and shit so it's a really good yeah, song. Well, i was gonna i was gonna say too that like, thanks I, I was gonna say like you know, like, I don't make every song have, like, a super deep topic. And it's because I only want to, you know, I only want to touch on things that, that I feel strongly about. And sometimes I feel strongly about talking some shit, you know. And in that song, that was just something that, you know, I care about. I had a lot to say about as a person just talking, not as an artist, as a rapper, you know. Mm. So I put that into a song. It's no different than those songs, except, you know, I'm talking about that there. That's probably why, you know, it's twice as long, three times as long as my normal songs, because... It's just more important. There's more to say, obviously. You know what but, I mean? But it's more that you tackle yeah, and, and, and I feel like it gives... Go ahead. But why I feel like it works is because as you're listening to this, I'm picturing every argument that you encountered that triggered like every fucking line of this song mixed with the... Yeah, yeah. It's very real life. Based. But even yeah, down exactly. to like, I don't know if I should write this song, but I have to. Like the question... Right, like, I do place... understand too. I even thought about like, do I should... Maybe I shouldn't even do this. And that's a, that's a real thought I had. And also, to em I emphasize, I'm emphasizing the importance of this subject matter to me by having less subject matter the rest of the time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm rapping about this because I feel about, I feel, I feel way about this. You know what I mean? Like, and I just um, people who rap about every single issue that ever happened, I don't believe them. You know what I mean? Like every single thing wrong with the world, every song they do is about that. There's a, there's a, I mean, from personal experience, there's a high level of insincerity there, like, with a lot of them. Like, I mean, I agree. You can't cover all that <laughs> shit. Yeah. But it doesn't even make sense. Maybe not all, not all of them. Obviously, that's not fair. It's not, not it's all like, of them. But, you know. It's like my girlfriend cares a lot more about environmental issues than I do. Now, I trust that her passion leads her to knowing more than I know about that subject. Now, I might squeeze a little Save the Planet bar here and there, but if all of a sudden I'm just fucking writing, like, it's not, it's disingenuous. I, I care, but I don't really care like that about how, like, I care about certain issues. So certain things yeah, like yeah, yeah. capitalistic systems and data manipulations and things I'm really passionate about, I fucking just keep writing about because it's what I care about. So I do ignore a fuck ton of topics that, like, I don't know a damn thing about, but I, I might, like, f surround myself with people who are specialists in those topics so that... Like I can learn. Like I remember hanging out with this lady who taught me about recycling, because I don't know shit about it. I, you know, I don't know about it, but I need to learn. So you find people. But if you're like trying to just, because you know what people do, they it's like gaming news. Gaming news. I'm talking about like YouTube gamers, gaming news people whose entire business model is built around hot gaming news topics found on the first page of reddit so every day they go to the first page of reddit they find everything people are caring about and they cover it in a video and i feel like that's what people who care about everything do like they just look like they went on what's popping on the internet and they're trying to play some seo trend hoppy game to go viral on some fucking sensational shit like nah like what do you actually care about? What causes are important to you? Right, exactly. You can also hear in people's voice, like, uh, you know, rest in peace or DMX, like, he, he, you can tell that he really, there's a lot of feeling behind that when he says something, you know what I mean? Like, agree or disagree or whatever, how you, however you feel about what he's saying or how he's saying it, there's a, a high degree of conviction, mm. which 
it's like unmistakable. You know what I mean? Like you can really feel it. Like, yeah, that's um, facts. When someone's talking about something they care about, you know. Like, but no, yo, and he's one of my favorite artists of all time. Like when I was 15, it wasn't Eminem first. Eminem was like second, but DMX was first. And I think a lot of it is the passion and the way that you felt things through him. And yeah. the, the versatility from prayers to like fucking all out aggression. And I learned about robbing people and stuff. Anyhow, that's the DMX part. Rest in peace. It was today. If you're watching this in the future, today was the unfortunate day that it happened. So he's on all of our minds. It is what it is. Um... Anyway, just for this song, it's just, it's a five on five. Like, what other grade could I give it? It's it's flawless and it's musically amazing. So, like, just on a musicality Thank front, you, man. shout yeah, out I, to BK Brooks, man, with the two beats, killed it. And but like, yeah, he did. He really, really did. But it's also like your ad libs were really the icing on the cake of this track. I think they were like because of what you emphasized earlier in this in this very episode where we discussed how you like try to double down on the super obvious but in this case doubling down on the super obvious added that like extra like person agreeing with you to be like nah this is like common sense shit and it was on this song yeah. i feel like you really said a lot that like you know it doesn't you could just write about nothing for the rest of your career and you have justice for it and like all of us are still right like chasing that you know that song that we're like it just felt like I could just picture the writing session and I could just fucking feel like the energy just through it all. Like it's so yeah, it like was, no offense to the rest of your like, album, but it's definitely a step above everything I heard last year. Okay, that's fine. Man. It's like, I mean, to be fair, I'm saying it beat Eminem, it beat Royce, it beat You're fucking saying it's the Jewels. best song. Like how could there not be a best song in the album? You know what I mean? Like, this is the best song yeah. of like, I don't think I've heard a song I like more than Justice 4 as far as like everything I admire in a song since I heard Justice 4. Like it's in that tier of like excellence. Nice. Thank you. So yeah, Thanks, man. definitely up there. And I don't say that lightly. It's just, man, every time I hear this song, I feel things and I know it will. And it, it's, it's so relevant and it's so important. And that's where it's like you took your art and you just did something magical with it. So yeah, this song deserved all the fucking time we had talking about it. I don't care. It's disproportionate to the rest of the album, but let's be real. The rest of the album was fine. It's disproportionately long. It's not longer about that. Too. You pack... No, but it is about that. Because there's more content because it's longer. Nah, I mean, but you could have made a seven minute. A lot of those things that impacted you, I would have said them if it was two and a half minutes or three and a half minutes. That's true, but you could have also what? made a seven minute song that was equally amazing, blessed, and worth listening to. But I still would have not commented on it for as long as it did here. This is definitely up there in my. I've talked about a single song for that much time moments on my channel. I'm sure. Like this is past 20 minutes on this one song for sure. So like, it's a blessed packed. You can listen to it for the rest of history tracks for real, real. Like I hope this gets picked up. Like I hope somebody fucking comes in and pays you to use this in some fucking movie or some shit. Like that. That's what this song needs. Like people to just hear it everywhere on the fucking planet so go share this shit and do it <clears throat> anyhow so that's the whole album we got to the end of it everybody um i really enjoyed it it's a bless ass thing i think it's like in the four point it's a classic it hits my classic rating i think it's got everything that marks of a timeless album that can like sit around your cultural references aren't dated except for the tim robinson thing which is on purpose like everything you do is not like tied to like 2021 it's got this timeless quality to the particular lyrics that from through it's energy good, it's yeah. a lot of wit and wordplay it's a lot of really great versatility 
Shout out Vince Price, who I just saw up here in the chat. Um, this guy's amazing. Everybody needs to follow Vince Price because he's making beats online now. So if you're not following Vince Price, you're missing out. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, and, yo, everything about this follow album Twitch is really good. Foot. Follow Twitchy the Foot soon, too. Yeah, Twitchy. Follow uh, Cool Man Logan on YouTube also. Spotify. Yeah, everybody everywhere. subscribe to YouTube. Uh, cool Man Logan. Apple Music. You see it in front of you. Just go get cop that shit. <laughs> um but for real like and in the future it'll all be links in description for the video etc but yeah for real everybody um this album to me is really versatile it really delivers plus the advertisement song is just like a little extra extra little bonus for you to sink your teeth into and all things considered i think uh i'm really proud that this came out of my city i'm really proud that this quality of fucking work exists here and it continues to contribute to the argument that people need to shut the fuck up about the lack of quality of Montreal. Because it's impossible Thank to you. keep saying that. My channel is proof to the pudding that motherfuckers in the city is incredible. And yes, cool man, Logan, you're in my top five. So, of course, I think you're extra special. But Thank the still city is blessed, yo. Y'all got to stop saying that negative shit. It don't make no sense. All you have to be saying, cool man, Logan's album is a very well-made project. So, shut the fuck up with the negativities is all I'm going with. And I mean that. I feel like that needs to be said. Because y'all keep talking some shit like not everyone's doing moves. And then, yo, you're acting like everyone's doing... Like, everyone did moves last year. The whole... Like, like, I bet 150, 200 people fucking dropped albums last year. Okay? So, like, maybe we should all look at each other and love it. And Cool Man Logan, in my opinion, is top guy in this part of the world of music that he does. This is my favorite here. Other people do amazing things in other lanes. Pick a lane, it's here. There's like, what, 4 million people in the greater Montreal metropolis area. People, come on. Let's, let's not act like we don't have a lot of population. I digress. A population. Cool Man Logan set a real fucking high bar for people in the city, though, in my opinion, for the rest of it. So thank you for making that. Thank you for being here with it. It was fun to have you here just to get, the, you know, just it's fun. It, it really is. is. And if you want to yeah, be thanks, here. Thanks for reaching out, everybody else. Yeah, for for real though. And if y'all want to have this moment happen, well, you got to become friends with me or show up at my fucking cypher because I'm not doing this for just anyone. Cool Man Logan is that special. So it is what it is. I'm not even playing it. It is favorites to get album review moments like this. Why? Because it's not my favorite like thing to do, but this is a pleasure. This was one of my funner ones because Cool Man Logan was here and made it extra special. Yeah. So thank y'all for watching it. Definitely appreciate y'all for here being on the lives. Um, I'm pretty sure Willie Scandals is live, kicking it live. So I'm going to check that right quick. And we'll if get he, my album on the 9th. We'll get my album on the 9th. Get the album on the 9th. And then if he is live, uh, we're looking for it. He is. We're going to raid Willie. We're going to come hang out. And you're going to hear a lot of music, including some bless-ass Montreal shit. Um, and I think that would be fun. So thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for send my music to Willie. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you for blessing us with your presence. Like honestly, having that chat move makes it extra special for all of us. Makes it a more fun and engaging experience. Uh, the, the I'm gonna cut out the music and it'll be on YouTube so y'all can watch it later in full if you want to catch that and all the other things like that. Special thanks to the patrons. Oh yeah, go for it. You can do that before. Shout I do out that. to everybody who helped me do this album. My brother BK Brooks, Vincent Price, Skindy, Treyard, Barbarian Genius Q, Gozer. Let me know in the video. I think you should leave. Uh, my boy Sean on the album cover. Thank you, man's idiot. Harris Newman on the mastering. Thanks for being part of this. Shells on the feature. Big up everybody, all the people that recorded it. 
Big up everybody indeed. I appreciate y'all too for helping create this beautiful project. Special thanks to He said Skin Deep. And shout out Skin Deep for popping on in to check out the video. If you're still with us, I saw you in there. And yeah, I'll talk over any fucking beat that I'm playing on my show. That's what it is. Special thanks to the patrons. It's Mel Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Blackheart, and Linda Williams. Scribble the dog to support what we do. If you want to support what we do and you got Amazon Prime over there on the Twitch, the subscriptions are free. And in the future, you can force me into reviewing whatever the fuck you want on Patreon at patreon.com slash behind that suit. On that note, we're going to start the raid real soon. Live long and fucking prosper, everybody. And now I'm going to click the button for the raid. And it's going to be that awkward 10-second countdown part. And then we'll all blow Willie's mind with a nice number on a raid type thing. Yay, everyone!